from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Lost Ipswich founder Jacko, who until recently was promotions manager at the Jets, reveals how he got the nickname. We also go back about 25 years and remember workforce parties and broadcasting from East Timor. Also on the show, what's the vibe a couple of months out from the council election and the Civic Centre's new approach to comedy? Walter Williams and Ashley Mack join the show for our regular yarn over the back fence. It's Tuesday, January 16, 2024, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Ebervale didn't affect him very much at all. He was the first voice on QFM in 1990, still a media tart when he can, and he's also a small business owner. Welcome, Ash. Mate, good to be here, and guess what? You know the Ebervale thing? Yes. I, I think they're going to knock the house down. Oh, no. You know, McCartney gets his house with a plug, and what do I get? They knock the bloody thing down. <laughs> Hold that thought while I introduce Walter Williams, who has called Ipswich home for 32 years. You'll know his voice on many TV and radio ads. He was previously heard doing his own show on QFM, 4BH, Star FM, River and 4BC, a great roll call. Welcome, Walter. Thank you, mate. Live from the Batcave. First one for 2024, and I'm very excited about our guest on the first Over the Back Fence for the year. We welcome a person well-known to you, Walt, you, Ash, and myself, and I reckon well-known across Ipswich. His name is Greg Lyons, but you probably know him as Jacko. Welcome, Jacko. I'll just get rid of that Star 106.9 music, all right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that took me back. I bet. Oh, here's a bit more. <laughs> Here we are out on the streets. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. First up, let's let's go back before the radio thing. Why yep. the nickname Jacko? Well, it was um, Dave Martin put a post on Lost Tipswitch, and uh, well, he put it on his own site, and someone's put it on Lost Tipswitch that um, about Skateway. And um, I was working in Wollongabba. Uh, it was called the Five Ways Skating Work in, in Wollongabba. Mm-hmm. And Cole Wakeley was the manager. He left. I stayed there, but he left um, to go somewhere. Then next when I get a call out of the blue from Cole saying, do you want to come out to Bundamba to Sportsway? And I thought, well, yeah, okay, why not? It's closer to home. I'd bought a house in Goodna and was thoroughly enjoying the Ipswich area. Plus, it was closer. So um, the second night I walked in, they said, oh, who are you? And I said, oh, I'm the DJ, Greg Lyons. They said, no, you're Jacko. And I said, no, I'm Greg Lyons. They said, no, every DJ's got to have a nickname. And so I've been that's given it. Jacko. That's it. It's so simple. But let me tell you that people know me as that. And that's it. They don't know my real name, which is mm. good in some ways, bad in others. But yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's Ash didn't know your real name. Oh, man, I, I had no idea your name was Greg. No <laughs> idea. Yeah, well, I thought your name was Jack. Don't start that. Yeah, Were you on Skateway when John Green was there? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I worked yeah. for Cole Wakeley. Ah. And uh, John owned the rink, but yeah. Cole managed it. Ah, and right. John owned it and he's, he was always there and his two daughters were there, Phaedra. Um, and I can't think of the other one, but um, they were always there. And it was such a fun place and I enjoyed my time at Sportsway. And this is while you were still in the RAF? Um, yeah, well, I'd left and I joined the RAF in 1980. And when I came back, I did a little bit of DJ work, a little bit of session manager work. Then I started to do a little bit of work at the, the uh, Tempe Bali Alley. God rest its soul. Let me tell you, that whole Jacko Roos has worked very well in avoiding the ATO sometimes, hasn't it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell everyone. <laughs> But, no, look, it's incredible. I, even when I was in the RAF, I worked with a guy by the name of uh, Craig Lyons, and he was always getting my mail because <laughs> I, I was just known as Jack. Even in the RAF, although I had a title because I rose through the dizzy ranks, but I had a bit of a title and, and people sort of knew where I worked. But Craig would bring me up saying, I've got a letter here for you. It's not for me. Were you a flight oh, constable okay. or something? Were yeah. you a flight constable? No, no, that? I, I wasn't that. No, I was, I was a corporal. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I was under a lot of punishment too, let me tell you. <laughs> Jacko, media and promotions, you took the leap of faith to do that, I think, when 4BH was based in North Ipswich at the radio station. Is that right? No, no. no um, way, way back in 1976, I did an AirTV course with wow. Jim Hylas, yes. um, mm. Captain Jim, uh, although I think by then he had moved on, but it was uh, an interesting Noxie. course. We did at the – yeah, Noxie was doing it. We did in the studios of 4IP. Uh, when they were in, uh, was it Eagle Street or didn't, in Mount Isa Mines House? And yep, from there, it was a decision do I go for radio or do I go for RAF? In the end, RAF won. I had a new family. So while I was in, um, in Melbourne, I did some uh, work in a community station in Melton. Um, thoroughly enjoyed my time there. And then when I went to Townsville, I tried a few things up there, but they were very reluctant to employ government people because they'd been burnt. So I thought, yep, that's fine. So when I came back and then when I was about to leave my uh, leave the RAF um, in 94, I did a, a radio school course with Lee Sims. Um, oh. Some of you might remember Lee from the, the late Lee Sims, yeah. The yeah, late Lee soul. Sims. Top bloke. And uh, yeah. so I did a lot of work with Lee, did the course, and then he said, oh, mate, come and help me. I said, yeah, don't worry. So we were doing that. And then he, I went in one day, he said, oh, mate, I've got a job for you. So from that, uh, within, the, I think, two or three days, I'd contacted the great Merv Stafford, uh, who was the owner of 4BH. And I see no one commented, which is good. Well, no, I will make a comment. I think Merv was the, the person that took a number one rating radio station and made it number bottom in six months or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he did a great job yeah, of it. Yeah, how to, how to turn a big business into a small one. Yeah. Uh, so I worked with Merv and, and all of a sudden I started to work with a lot of great people um, like Danny Hoyland and uh, Ken Smith. Um, oh, there was a heap of people I'd, I'd work with in there. So, worked and in Danny's there for still six alive months. today. He is. He is. Just, he is. Yeah. I Hi, Danny. He's got something propping him up. <laughs> <laughs> 
and his batteries for his pacemaker are going real well. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> but uh, from there, I um, I had a little bit of a falling out with the, the manager they bought in at the time who was supposed to be this whiz-bang manager, no names mentioned, but was, yeah, I'm not even going to comment. So yeah. that was on the Monday. Um, I worked with a, a gentleman by the name of Cole Thompson. Now, Cole was loved by a lot of people. A legend. Oh, coach. Super coach. Yep. Coach. Yeah, coach. super yeah. coach. Yeah, the coach, beauty. yeah. Um, yeah beauty, well yeah. known for his TV ads for Leo Muller. <laughs> so Cole rings me up. He said, oh, mate, what are you doing for a job? He said, oh, I'd love to, you know, continue, but I just don't know where. He said, leave it with me. So then I get a call from Ken Mulcahy, and that was Wednesday, I think. No, that, that was on riveting. Thursday. <laughs> that yeah. would have been riveting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good day. Uh, uh, you better come and see me. I had a phone call from Cole Thompson. So I thought, yeah, okay. So I rock up to QFM in uh, shorts, thongs, and an Hawaiian shirt because I was just over everything at that stage. <laughs> Walked in. You were trying down. not to get the job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, didn't have a resume. <laughs> so uh-huh. he said, uh, he said, oh, we can have for a little while. I said, oh, I'm just out of the raff. I enjoyed my time at 4BH, but just didn't get on with a couple of people. And um, he said, no dramas. He said, um, he said, I, I got a call. And the words went along like this. He said, yeah, I got the call from Cole. He told me if I didn't employ I was a bloody idiot. So when do you want to start? I started the Monday. Lasted there, I think, seven years, six and a half years, seven years, I think it was. Now, Jacko, I'm thinking that I met you in 1998 when I joined the station. It was called Star 106.9. 6.9, that's correct. I remember we... uh, You know, the brief was to have as much fun as possible and try and bring in some revenue for the radio station. Now, gentlemen, I just want to set this scene, okay? Think back to that time, 1999-ish. I'm picking this is when we're going back to, right? I don't know what you're going to talk about. (laughs) No, no, I'm not. No, you've got it wrong. Richard Burns was the boss. He went on to uh, live overseas and own some radio stations in um, Alaska. But I do have, from the mysterious vault of audio, a Richard Burns production session with Kelvin Siggs. Yep. Okay? So when we say we're going to have as much fun as possible, this particular one mentions your name, Jacko. Listen up and I'll play it now. The Star Workforce Parties are back and the Jets is the place to party. The next Workforce Party is Friday, November the 12th at 6pm. Get your invitation now by faxing Star on 3201 8369. 3201 8369. Keep listening weekdays for your name to be called to score your exclusive invitations. We'll have more free drinks, free food, lucky door prizes and even more party games with Jacko. So fax now. 3201-8369 and party with us at the Jets, North Ipswich. Now wait. Last paragraph again, mate. What do you take <laughs> as the last paragraph? This is Send done your right. fax now. Oh, okay. Send your fax now, 3201-8369, 3201-8369, and party with us at the Jets, North Ipswich. Well, there's a few things about that piece of audio that uh, there are a few stories in there. Sigsy was yeah. in production. He still is. He, yeah, hasn't, he still is, He yeah. hasn't, hasn't left the radio station. Good on you, Kelvin. 
And uh, Richard Burns was the boss, and he loved to go in there and record the odd uh, promotion. But I love the fact that it had your name in there, Jacko, because you were the master of the party games at uh, the oh, workforce parties. You know, the sad thing is we could not do those games today. No, you couldn't. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but they were. Let me tell you, they are a lot of fun. They were, and the listeners loved it too. Yeah, yeah. They do a toned-down version of the party thing now mm. with, the, oh, with the radio station, but it's not like the old days, mate. No, no. no now, Jacko, did that, was that the segue for you working at the Jets because you, you, you've just retired? No, well, huh? well, it was, but I need to tell you a story. Go. And it's a great story, and sorry, Walt. It's a, it's oh, a, good. I know where this is going. I don't. Yeah, you know. When, yeah, I'm um, leaving the room. That's it. <laughs> Microphone. <laughs> what happened, Al? And and uh, was we when the troops went over to do a uh, I suppose a military force ac- activation for um, the East Timor um, uprising. Can I just do a quick fill in here for yep, everyone's yep. benefit? Uh, this yep. is when Star One Hundred Six Point Nine did an amazing thing. We broadcast live to East Timor on the back of the Channel 7 signal, I think it was at the time. Yeah, uh, we had listeners in Hong Kong all over the place. But not only that, a courageous effort was mounted to do a live broadcast from East Timor. Continue, Jacka. Yeah. Well, what happened when Richard came to me and said, look, you're ex-military, um, what can we do? And I said, well, what if we start phoning around? Um, so I started phoning around a heap of people, celebs, all different celebs, um, General Cosgrove's wife, um, TV stars, John Paul Young, all that. They were all sensationally happy to do it. Hey, you know, we're thinking of you. One of the guys I spoke to was a, a guy by the name of Doc Neeson, the late, great Doc Neeson. Yeah. And Legend. Doc said, oh, yeah, he said, mate, oh, mate you've got to get in touch with, with John Farnham's manager. And he said, Glenn's looking at doing a concert over there. And I thought, oh, okay. So we made a few calls. Um, yep, the concert was going to happen. Put it to Richard. Let's do a show over there. Yeah, what a great idea. Yep, okay. So the the deal was the three of us would go. Um, Walt was the announcer. Um, a gentleman um, that we all know and love, Rob Bryce, was the tech and myself was more the liaison and just made sure everything happened. So I used all my ex-Air Force contacts and, and secured a, a flight. Um, we Well, not necessarily through the RAF, but we scored a, a, a flight up, civvy flight up to Darwin. Um, we secured accommodation in Darwin overnight, and then we secured, uh, secured RAF aircraft uh, travel to Timor and back. So everything was fine. Me not thinking that other people should know these things. But <laughs> we rocked into Darwin Airport and I said to the guys, oh, well, you know, get your passports out. And I'll, you know, and Walt looks at me with a blank look on his face. Passport? What passport? <laughs> I said, mate, we're leaving the country. We need a passport. No, no, we don't. Yeah, mate, we do. Oh, what about all the military? I said, mate, they haven't got their military passports. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I don't want to be stuck in Darwin. It's hot. It's stinking hot, sticky. I thought, no, I've got to get out of here. So <laughs> I went and sourced the uh, the customs lady and spoke very nicely and very highly of our customs organisation. 
and explained what we were doing. She saw oh, hummed and hard, and I think, oh, hello, we're going to be stuck here again. And no, she was good. She let us go. But let me tell you, it was three, it was a couple of days uh, over in Timor. It was an experience that I will always hold on to. Um, it was, we, we live with the RAF at Comoro Airfield. And there's a lot of people, we, we, you know, we have to thank for that experience. Mm. And when we got to the concert, because um, I'm ex-RAF, we're walking in beside the grandstand. Of course, they did that. If you ever remember that concert, the stage was over one side and then there was a grandstand because it was a soccer field, I think. And um, as we're walking in beside the grandstand, I hear this, Jacko, Jacko. And I looked up and it was actually girls I used to work with. And they said, come up here. So we end up sitting in the VIP stand, which we should have anyway because we were VIPs. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> well, we, we had Walt with us, so that was our only form of, of expertise there. But, yeah. So that is a great story, I, and I'm yeah. glad you brought it. I do remember that. And while, we're, while you've been chatting there, Jacko, Walt uh, and Ash are on Skype, and Walt uh, retrieved his passport to show that he does actually. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a legitimate got passport now. these days. He mate. does have a passport, which is, oh, which is good, great mate, to hear. Good. That's yeah, a great story. next year. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great story. Now, after you uh, started work at the Jets, during this time, Facebook came along and you started a, a, a little page called Lost Ipswich. Why did you do yeah. that? Well, when I was working at Jets uh, in a marketing role, when social media started to come along, and of course the first one was MySpace, and I thought, oh, this could do something. And then all of a sudden Facebook came out. I thought, oh, how good is this? And it grew. So around 2010, um, I was sitting at home one night uh, on my Facebook, my own Facebook page, and I saw a photo of a tram. And I had an instant flashback to when I used to go with my gran. I lived in Brisbane at that time. We used to catch the train uh, from uh, Sherwood into Roma Street. I think it was Central, actually. We then bought a tram out to Stafford to visit cousins. So I had this real wow moment. And I thought, you know, Ipswich could probably do with a page that celebrated history. And, I, mm -hmm. and to me... Ipswich is a very historic town. And so I thought, well, let's start a page. Um, there was a Lost Brisbane, and I thought, Lost Ipswich. Okay, let's do Lost Ipswich. So 2010, I've got a, I have got found a photo of just so happens an Air Force gentleman walking down Bell Street mm -hmm. with a crib and foot in the background, and I thought, great photo to start it, and that's what started it in 2010. So here and we are, nearly 14 years later. How many members? 39,100. Wow. That is amazing. And you've kept the uh, conversation tidy along with your fellow admins, so uh, congratulations yep. on that. Ash, have you uh, got a question? Uh, no, I don't, actually. <laughs> you've heard it all. I've heard it. Actually, it's a great story. I could sit listening to this guy for ages. It's brilliant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have to. I'm, uh, I've been asked, we... Um, just to take a little bit further, Al, we used to do monthly uh, talks and we'd pick a subject of whether it be hotels or the dentist to Ipswich or the doctors or local shops. And, of course, my I love local shops and hotels. Mm. Um, 
So we used to put up the old photos thanks to Picture Ipswich and then we'd talk about it and get people to come along. Uh, we haven't done one. Now, I've got to be very careful how I say this. I, I, I know how I'll say it. On X radio people. Now, we have done one on radio stations where we discussed 4OP and we did discuss the early days. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, both Ash and Walt didn't attend those, so we might have to do another one. <laughs> oh, here we go. Talking of radio, let's end it with the voice of the late Paul J. Turner. Now playing on Star. With a song sweet. One great song after another. Now I'm Great songs that move you. Great songs that make you feel good. The Fat Boys at Breakfast and 10 in a row all day. Star 106.9. Oh, any excuse to play some of that old stuff? That's great. (laughs) He was a legend. He was, We miss him. Uh, Jacko, we talked about everything there except your time at the Jets. Let's, Let's wrap it up with that. How was it? 22 uh, odd years. 22 and a half, to be exact. Um, I saw a lot of things change in that 22 years, you know, um, how things worked in the industry, uh, what people wanted food-wise, um, marketing, how you could market things. And it just it changed so dramatically. And what you think would work today doesn't work tomorrow. So you look at what tomorrow you can do, but then by the time you get to tomorrow, it's out of date. Mm. So um, things change so quick. But no, I enjoyed my time working with a lot of good people. Um, and every now and then I used to get Walt back and um, to do some voice work for our phones or uh, ads on um, the PA system, and it would just cost me a a meal, which I still owe. <laughs> you do, and deserve. I think that's called contra. <laughs> I think you won that deal. <laughs> you need to you need to have a look at Walter's Facebook page. It's just continual. He's out eating. I had oh. a heart thinking about twelve months ago, and I get so jealous of the food he's eating. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, I did get an invite to a dinner tomorrow night at a venue, but I don't know if I'll get there yet. No, all right. <laughs> all right, Jacko, this has been uh, fantastic. This is a long time uh, in the making, this uh, this conversation, so thanks for taking time out and uh, joining us on Over the Back Fence on Ipswich today. So you mean I've got to get off the fence now? Yes, please. Yes, okay. you get splinters. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was fun, guys, having Jacko on the line. So let's move on to other topics for Over the Back Fence. How were the Christmas holidays for you? Did you get a chance to go away? I'll start with you, uh, Walt. Well, it was a staycation for me. Didn't get to really go anywhere. Uh, Mum's 90th birthday is coming up at the end of the month. So oh, Congratulations the- in advance. Trip- yeah, trip to Bundaberg. Thanks, mate, uh, to see her for that. But otherwise, yeah, just um, enjoying the sleep-ins, I think. <laughs> That's the best part of this uh, festive season. Ash, did you have to keep making coffee? Well, no, we actually close over the Christmas break. And we we It's the only time of the year we get to do maintenance. So mm-hmm. I was in there plastering walls and doing that sort of stuff. So I didn't really get a break. But it was, it was actually quite good being in the hospital because it was so damn hot. We sweated <laughs> over the Christmas break. And mm. being in there with air conditioning, we were working in air conditioning. That was a bit of fun. Oh. Speaking of the weather, have you have you seen how fast the grass is growing? Oh, yes. It's le- less than a week now between mows. Ridiculous. 
Yeah, I'm, I mowed it Christmas Eve, and it was it was due for remowing New Year's Eve. Yeah. Well, I'm just basically starting at one end, and by the time I get to the other end, it's grown already. It's like painting the Sydney Harbour Bridge, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. We did a silly thing. We went camping during those wild storms down around Rathdowney, and oh, no. uh, the, the oh. longest thunderstorm I can remember ever. Uh, amazing advertisement for our tent. We actually stayed dry, but had we pitched oh. it a few metres to the left, we would have been wet uh, yeah. with overland flow. Oh, it was just Unbelievable. We escaped the winds, thank God. We didn't get those winds that uh, other parts got. Otherwise, we would have been completely smashed. But we survived a week of camping and um, <clears throat> glad to be home. I bet you It's mid-January and the council election race has unofficially begun. Um, what's the vibe in your neighbourhood? Start with you, Ash. Oh, mate, I think we're... The, the, there's no real leaders, nobody with charisma mm. out there. There's a mob of boring, boring as that. <laughs> so what are you oh, saying? Someone, Is anyone paying attention yet? Are residents uh, paying well, attention? I think they. I think the couple of them are trying to do, but it's not working. They're, mm. they're, they, they're not focusing on the right thing. We need someone to come out from behind and throw a bit of pizzazz into this race. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to be the biggest non-event this side of the black stump. I think I've mentioned this on previous shows, that in 2020, coming out of administration, not unexpectedly, there was a large field of candidates, 41 across all mm -hmm. divisions and the mayoral uh, spot. At the moment, my tally has uh, about 12 across the divisions and four candidates for mayor. So It's, a, it's an incumbent's right. Well, actually, the more, uh, more people who have a go at mayor the more likely it is the incumbent will stay in. Mm, yeah. that, that is true. The bigger the, bigger the field. The, so, yeah. anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens. As we begin 2024, what do you think the big issues are uh, facing the city? What? No. Oh, I just like my <laughs> bins collected on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm not asking too much. Are you still having issues? <laughs> they've left the recycling this week. Oh, no. We're not even a month into the year and they've already done it. Are you the bloke that everybody looks at to see who's which, which bin to put out at night time? You know, we all go, yeah, we all go out there on the Sunday night. Ah, look, Walter's got his recycling. That must be recycling day. That's that's it. And then you know, you, you make up a, a completely different bin that no one else has got, and they all want it, and they don't know where to get it from because <laughs> I made it. One of the things that I'd like to see the council do is 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 sort of make. Uh, it easier for people to subdivide and sort of help them subdivide. We need to get density happening in this city. Um, and I keep driving past houses that you go, that backyard's not being used, right? And they're on the on corners that you can subdivide and put another house there and 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 you know end a bit of this housing crisis we've got going. Mm. I don't know. Some some parts of the city are dense enough already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about the population housing, housing, Walt, housing. Oh, oh, right. Let's wrap it up and talk about one of your favourite subjects, Walt, and that is comedy. I'm seeing Ipswich Civic Centre has taken a new approach to comedy for 2024. Can you explain that to Ash and myself? Yeah. Uh, well, it used to be um, that it was the domain of a different production company, and they had it for two years. 2223 and and they've lost that deal now and it's gone to another comedy company which Fiona McGarry is running and she's a, a very well-known uh, comedian and uh, she conducts courses at the sit-down comedy club at Paddo so now she's in charge of things 
And because of that, I thought, what the heck? You can never do too many units where you can learn stuff. So I'm going to learn from the master, from Fiona, and I've signed on for the next Ipswich has Comic Talent Night. And when will that be? That's coming up on Friday the 16th of February. Tickets only $10. And come along and support your local talent. I'll go and sit in the audience with, with, with bottles of nitrous oxide. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should get a, a party together and go and support Walt because we, I mean, we've been threatening to do it, Ash. Yes, you're definitely right. We can heckle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, on that note, guys, I think we've had a uh, fantastic start to 2024 with uh, our monthly yarn over the back fence. Uh, thank you again to Jacko for joining us at the start of the show. Thank you, Ash. My pleasure. See you next month. And thank you, Walter. Oh, my pleasure too, Al. Cheers, boys. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to check out the handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.